Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM Soundbite. I'm Saffron, and today I'm on my own again doing another one of my Anibyte anime reviews. Uh, it's another show that I've watched recently, uh, and this one I really wanted to talk about, so I actually I had to try and <laughs> twist Jal's arm to let me do this one, because there were some other things we wanted to talk about on Soundbite as well. But uh, this one was one I was really looking forward to talking about after watching it, and that is the show Your Lie in April. Now, it's been out for a while. It's been out since uh, October 2014 to March 2015 was its original run. It is 22 episodes in length. Uh, the original uh, manga series was written by Naoshi Arakawa. And this show was directed by Kyohei Ishiguro. Neither of which I don't think I've seen any of other works by. Maybe I'm missing something particular, but I, I don't know much else about those uh, those individuals. The, the studio that worked on it was Studio A1, who've done loads of different things. Most notably for me, they did uh, Ofudi, which is one that we've uh, talked about on a previous Gelada Watches anime, uh, which is which was really good. They did Working, which is another really great show. Uh, they worked on SAO, Sword Art Online, and they also they worked on Motokoi and Kaguya-sama, both of which are shows that I have watched recently for my year of anime, actually. So A1 coming in strong for me this year. Uh, and you can watch the show on both Netflix and Crunchyroll. Both of them seem to have both the sub and dub on them, so you can watch them pretty openly there. Crunchyroll, it's not, it's all like just adverts as well, so you can watch it completely for free if you want to. This particular show, I'm not going to be able to avoid spoilers for. So, unlike in previous Anibites that I've done, where I've kept away from spoilers, this one, if you've not watched the show and you are interested in it, then don't listen to the rest of this episode because I, I, you definitely want to watch this one blind. It's uh, for a bit of a TLDL, too long didn't listen, or you want to avoid spoilers. It's a really great show. You should absolutely go and watch it. It looks and sounds incredible, both in terms of the music and in terms of the voice work. Both English and Japanese are both really, really good. Uh, there's a couple of minor pacing issues throughout the middle of the show, but honestly, they're not that big a deal. They're just a little bit like, you could probably trim the fat, maybe get the episode counted down to like 20 maybe, and I think it would be just as good. And please, please, please don't get spoiled for it. Go in, watch it blind. It's a real roller coaster of emotions if you, you know, not when you don't know what's coming. So please just go and watch this show. That's my, that's sort of my TLDL. <laughs> but for me, it's been a series that I've been meaning to watch for quite a long time. Like, I've been aware of it since it came out back in 2014, but as I mentioned in previous episodes, I just sort of dropped off of watching anime consistently, so it just never got round to watching it. And I started watching it last year on Netflix for a couple of episodes, and I was really enjoying it, and again, I just dropped off. So... I started up again, my year of anime, and I knew this was one of the ones that I wanted to watch. Uh, it's really highly rated by the community. Like it's on, it's in like the top thirty, I think, on the most popular anime series on my anime list. Um, you know, it's really, really high up there. Uh, originally, it was a serialized manga. Uh, it ran between 2011 and 2015. Uh, in Kodansha's monthly shonen magazine. It's a bit of a non-typical shonen uh, series. It's not the most sort of like action-heavy show. Uh, it's a lot more character-driven. It's a lot more relaxed, a lot more kind of slow-paced. There's also a live-action film adaptation of the series as well, which I haven't watched yet, but uh, I am planning to. It's got, I've got it ready to go, um, so I'm looking forward to watching that as well. But yeah, the story focuses primarily around two individual characters and some of the other supporting characters surrounding them. The main character is uh, a guy called Arima Corse. He is a high school student who was a childhood piano prodigy 
who was known to follow the music sheets perfectly whilst playing piano. But over time, he struggled to deal with the pressures of the fame and the the pressures of being perfect because his mother was an absolute perfectionist. He wanted to make sure he got everything perfectly right. Uh, and he and throughout the show, he struggles with the trauma that that brought to him. Uh, and the other main character is Miazono Kaudi, who is a really happy-go-lucky, very vibrant uh, violinist who who loves to perform in her own way. She loves to go off piece and kind of make make her own emotions part of the piece that she plays, which obviously is a polar opposite to Anima, which is why they work so well together. There's also the two other main supporting characters of Sawabi Subaki, who is Kosei's main childhood friend. Like throughout all of childhood, she looked after him as almost like a big sister character. And she's for the series, she struggles to kind of move forward and sort of reconcile her own emotions about things. And then the fourth primary character is uh, Watari Ryota, who is sort of the, he's sort of like the, the popular guy at school. He's uh, good friends with both Subaki and Kosei, and he's like really popular with all the girls, and he's a really good football player. And yeah, but he, he struggles also as well to deal with the pressure of growing up past something that he's always otherwise been good at. Like he, he's always sort of been good at things, and he's struggling to sort of realize that he has to put effort into him and of move forward. And the main plot, follows Corsair overcoming his his fears of the piano uh, as growing up he was forced into being this piano prodigy by his mother who was also a very well-known and, and renowned uh, pianist but as a result of it he became he, he was abused as a child like he he wasn't looked after as a child very well like his mother made him play piano like 12 hours a day and she beat him if he didn't do very well uh, and it's about him because his mum, unfortunately, his mother, his mother dies, uh, like in his childhood, and this causes kind of a deep-seated trauma where he connects, sort of like the playing the piano with the pain that that caused him. You know, uh, even though he does still love the piano at the same time, he loves to play. And the show's main plot is about him trying to sort of move past this and to reconcile his his fears and his pain, but also his love for for playing the piano, and. Later on, that then transcends to him trying to use the music to to reach out to people. But initially, it's to try and sort of like reconcile with his deceased mother. And then later on, it's also then used to try and reconcile and, and show his emotional feelings towards Cowdy as well, the, the other female main character. Uh, I do really love that main plot. Like the the main plot is primarily between those two characters, Corsay and Cowdy, uh, and about how they interact with one another. Um, maybe it's a bit of a cultural difference or not, but I didn't quite like the fact that we were being forced to accept the fact that like Corsay was forgiving his mother, who was very abusive and like physically beat him. You know, like to me, it felt like that's not the kind of thing you should be trying to forgive. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. I just don't maybe understand that side of things because I've not had to go through some kind of trauma like that. Um, I also really enjoyed the subplot of Subaki trying to kind of comprehend her feelings for Corsair because even though growing up she was always seen as the bigger sister character, she clearly has some kind of like, you know, romantic emotional love for, for Corsair and she can't quite accept that. She always just sees him as little brother, but she struggles to kind of comprehend how she feels, but at the same time, she's also wanting things to stay as they are, whereas the world is moving forward. And she she's kind of like afraid of everything moving forward, where she just wants things to stay still. Uh, so following that as a, as a kind of a subplot is really, really good. Like, I'd love to have a little bit more time on it, but the time that it does spend on it is is just enough to really get you to feel how she feels about things. 
I wasn't too much of a fan of the addition of some of the other side characters later on, such as the other two sort of prominent uh, pianists in the show who appear at all the competitions that uh, Kosei goes to in Takeshi and Emi. They both sort of like idolize and rival him because they saw him as a child as being this unbeatable force. And they're not bad characters by any means. They do have some growth arc, but I, I kind of feel they weren't given either enough time to become interesting and relevant, or they could have just been done without. We could have really focused on the main plot between Kosei and, and Kaori. And I didn't like Nagi, uh, Takeshi's younger sister, at all. I thought she was a really annoying character. Uh, and I kind of wish they didn't have her in at all, really. Like, it was kind of sweet in the story of what happened with her, but eh, I really could have done without it, honestly. And it was nice to have a show about primarily high school students, which is like 90% of anime, right? Where it includes an adult. It includes Kosei's mum's kind of like best friend, Hiroko, who is sort of a well-renowned pianist in her own right. But she clearly cares for Kosei. She looks after him. She she acts as a bit of a substitute parental figure for him because his dad's always working away on business trips, uh, of course. <laughs> and, you know, she clearly loves him and she wants to look after him. And she you can see her struggling between showing him tough love and tender love to try and kind of help him move past some of these traumas that she he's dealing with uh, and to try and kind of like support him with the problems that he's dealing with in, in his current life not just his previous life with the uh, with the piano playing i also really wish that they've introduced the character of kashiwagi now much earlier who was subaki's friend she kind of appears halfway through the show and she acts as a bit of like a uh, a wall to talk off of for subaki who now doesn't have kaori at this point because she's been moved to the hospital at this point to, to kind of talk about things. And, I, and she's a fun character. I just wish they'd have introduced her a little earlier because you don't get to see her enough and she almost just feels like she's there for that purpose and no other purpose really at all. The show otherwise as well also looks really great. It looks fantastic. It's really vibrant and colourful and colour plays a really big part in the show and the ideals of the show, the idea of like colour being life and kind of monotone being very lifeless and joyless and soulless, you know. Uh, and the animation's nice but it isn't anything incredible. But... The show isn't about kind of high-paced movement and action scenes. It is quite a, a subdued and relaxed show. Like, there's not a lot of action, so to speak. So I don't mind the fact that the animation's not maybe like, you know, top-class Sakuga kind of stuff. So it's fine. But the use of visual symbolism within the show is really, really good. Like, the way that they use certain animals throughout the show and colours and different motifs throughout the show to represent different feelings and emotions that the characters are going through is, is really, really good. And then lastly as well, for, for a show specifically about classical music, the music in the show absolutely rocks. It's so good. Uh, there's a combination of like your typical J-pop stuff for your openings. There's some slow melodic stuff in the middle like of some of the moments between the characters, which is really nice and very memorable. And then obviously there's the classical pieces as well that the characters play at the different competitions between the violin and the, the piano. And I'm not a classical music guy, but I really enjoyed what it was there. And it, and it felt like the people who were making the show really did their time and research to kind of get these pieces down properly and, and sort of really represent what it would be like to listen to these sort of classical pieces being played in sort of like an arts hall, you know, as it were. Overall, should you watch it? I mean, it's emphatically a yes. For this one, I even struggle to kind of think of a reason why you shouldn't watch it. Uh, it's an absolutely phenomenal show. And I think anyone who enjoys anime other than just a specific series of anime, like if you enjoy anime as a whole, 
I think you have to watch it. I really think it's a modern classic, a modern anime classic of our day. I really struggle to not give it a 10 out of 10 on my anime list when I uh, when I put it on my list because um, I don't like to give anything a 10 out of 10 because nothing's perfect, but I really struggled not to with this show. It was that good. The sound and the, the look of the show is really amazing and it looks fantastic without having to rely on fancy set pieces. So it's a nice visual treat without it being very kind of action focused. And the story is, is definitely the main draw here. It's, it's such a wonderful story and you, you're going to fall in love with the characters and you're going to kind of, it's going to send you on an emotional ride. Um, maybe you shouldn't watch it if, if you're not into sort of these quieter shows. Um, it doesn't necessarily have like high action or high stakes drama. So you might get a little bored or a little disconnected from it sometimes um, if, if you're kind of like more of a, an action orientated series kind of person. And don't watch the show if you don't like to cry. I'll be honest, I cry quite a few times watching this show because it's really, it really hits you, really hits you hard. So otherwise, that's uh, my Annie Bite review of Your Lie in April. Uh, I, I can say I really enjoyed it. I can't recommend it enough. Um, please go and check it out. It's definitely up there as one of the best anime shows at the moment for me uh, that I've watched so far in this year, which is saying something because I've watched some truly great series so far in just my uh, just the first six to seven months of watching anime this year. So, yep, go and check it out. And we will be continuing with our normal standby episodes in the next show. But until then, I've been Saffron and catch us again for another Annie Bite very soon. <laughs>